welcome to Sister Night, <laughs> a Watchmen podcast. We're back again for our third week. I feel like I feel your salty energy. I, I didn't expect me to start the trolley. Go? <laughs> I, I know you're like, get, can I get through the intro? Hey guys, welcome to Sister yeah, Night, I get a, a Watchmen podcast. Than this before you came I thought, me. It's not my fault that you were trying to. This is not a sports podcast. Multitask. So, oh, between yeah, yeah. watching Watchmen and watching the Patriots and. Um, Yes, I did a horrible job of double tasking. <laughs> watching the Patriots game on my laptop and also watching Watchmen on the TV. Yeah. Missed many parts. Had to watch it again. You were screaming about stuff happening like with your team and I was just happy that they were suffering because I'm uh, just a bad person to watch a game with. You know what though? Like you're a New England fan, like you you're a, like I'm a New Yorker, so it's just it, you know it's one of those rivalries that will live forevermore across all sports. Yeah, all these haters. Baseball, basketball, football, everywhere. Soccer. <laughs> New York will always be like, fuck, fuck Massachusetts. So, you guys, I'm having a fantastic night after this I'm... wonderful episode that we just watched. Yes. Nicole, a little bit less, a little bit, a little bit well, less. this episode brought the night together after we lost. <laughs> you were trolled podcast, just now with yeah, the other Yeah, like four people watching, like, ha ha, you're losing. Come on, guys. I told you there's only two types of football watchers. Those that hate the Patriots, Patriots and those and that, that don't. Right, love. Yeah. So you're in the former and everybody else was in the but first it's category. It's kind of fun being like a villain fan. Right? Yeah. That's how I feel all all, you, most days on my the teams that I like. That's how I find myself being a LeBron fan. But I feel where you're coming from. <laughs> I do. All right. So let's get into this fucking episode that was entitled episode three. She was killed by space junk. The fuck? She wasn't if they mean Lori, but somebody. Lori jumped. Somebody like eventually or somebody once upon a time is killed by space junk. That's real news. Lori is in the show now, which is big news. Super excited. Super. I've been okay. waiting for her. This entrance. was basically her show or not her show. Excuse me. This was her episode. And um, she had jokes the entire time. That felt very it's flat. negligible. Who was laughing at her jokes outside of Lori by herself? Because I don't know that anyone ever did laugh with her. But I did sometimes watching. I was like, girl, what? They were just so bad. I'm like, ooh. They were rude. They weren't just bad. They were rude. She's like, oh, you're right. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) I mean, our introduction to Lori, our first introduction to her is kind of like twofold because she's telling this story on a long distance call to Dr. Manhattan's answering machine (laughs) about yeah it's kind of sad but the first scene we sort of see her in outside of her starting to tell this story is like a bank heist or what we think is a bank heist but it's not things are not as they appear to be once i saw lori robbing the bank i'm like what is happening here did she just suddenly change but we saw her being an fbi agent yeah so i thought it was a setup and then i was right so i thought it was a setup And it was a pretty rude setup. And if I were that master vigilante who I was calling Dollar Store Batman until I found out (laughs) it was the Revenger. Great value Batman. Great. Yes. You know, same thing. Dollar Store, great value. 50 cent. Walmart. Half off. Walmart. Bargain bin. Same thing. And then when he opened his mouth, he was like, I was like, okay, Christian Bale. All right. And I love how, I mean, this is kind of fucked up because it's such a, a contrast from, say, the boys on Amazon where there's such abject fear. Sorry, I just touched this red thing and I don't know what that is. Yeah, they dropped out of that guy's burger. Okay, thank you for that. Because I thought it was me, but then I didn't have anything right. I touched it and I was like, it feels like jelly. I don't like it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry, what was I saying? Masking tape over it, guys. (laughs) It's like a pepper or something. It's disturbing me. True. So I'm just going to cover it and pretend like it's not there. I forgot. What was I just saying before I was distracted by the jelly red thing on the table? talking about Lori, the robbery. Great value Batman. 
Great value, Batman. Oh, the cops. The cops. Yes. Because what I was saying about the boys is that there is this type of ridiculous fear that makes sense in the boys because these superheroes actually have powers that are really pretty fucking scary. But in this scenario, you just got a guy who's trying to be a decent guy. Like, we don't know about Revenger. We just know that he's like, listen, someone's trying to rob a bank. Ho, I'm there. I'm going to do it. I'm going to stop the shit. And he gets there. And all of them, all of them are like, oh, did you get a tip? Did you get a tip about this? At, From didn't, me? Didn't know you were going to get set up, huh? Huh, bitch? Check this badge. <laughs> she is so You're under petty arrest. the whole episode. Just super petty. And I, I live for it. And then you realize that he's so not Batman. He's the opposite of Batman. When he turns and runs, and then gets shot in the fucking back like a bitch. And then Laura's like, oh, well, didn't kill him. No, the cop is like, even know. remember the detective was like, how did you know the armor would stop the bullets? She didn't acknowledge yeah, that she bitch. She's like, care. I didn't know, nor did I care. If you he did, dies, I'm he out dies. Of here. If he dies, he dies. He got that fucking Drago energy <laughs> from fucking <laughs> Rocky. Big Drago energy. Big Drago energy there. So she's out. And I feel like when she first, oh, we should mention that when Lori is making this call in the space phone, it is run by a company, True, which we hear later on is a woman who has bought Adrian's company. Yes. And so she's responsible for this phone that you have to imagine is all over the country. That is some sort of thing for humans to feel like they're connecting to Dr. Manhattan. I feel like it's a technological form of prayer because people see him as kind of like a God that they could be like, well, this is better than just like writing Santa a note. Like I can have some sort of idea that it's getting to him. Even though if you're Lori, you kind of know it's all going to voicemail. How's this even working? Like, is there actually a phone has True been talking to Dr. Manhattan? Like, hey, no, I don't think so. I think, well, I don't know, but I think at this point it's aspirational. We know he's out there. He knows we're over here still on planet Earth where he was born. Maybe one day he'll give a shit because that's Dr. Manhattan's problem is that he's off doing stuff and he's like, I could actually, like, I don't care what happens to you humans. You humans are so beneath me. You're so uninteresting and you're repetitive. So I'm not coming over there to see what you're doing. I'm going over here to create stuff. So I just think that that's, that it can't make any sense for Dr. Manhattan to be like, yeah, you peons, call me. When he has something <laughs> to say, me, hell no. Beat me. Because anyone could use that phone. Lori was a premium subscriber, as we learned at the end of the episode. But How girl, much does that cost? Girl, to just like call that. an answering machine on Mars. When you're calling your, your ex the same way everyone else is calling your ex, that's not special. That's not a special <laughs> line. It's not anything. It's no privileges. Also, one of our theories is proved wrong by Lori calling Dr. Manhattan because we thought it was a government conspiracy. He's actually still on Earth. Right. But if even she doesn't know, I think that's unless maybe. Unless she's not high enough. No, I'm going to go with where you're leading, which is that she doesn't know. And I don't think that anyone has is high enough because Dr. Manhattan has zero fucks for everybody. And if there was going to be a fuck to be given, probably not to just some random suit at the federal government something or other department. So I think that it's, I don't think anyone knows. I think it's just sort of like he fucked off decades ago and they're guessing, hoping for the best. Oh, maybe did we get this like satellite image? We don't know. But I don't think there's been any communication because I mean, if we go off the vibe from the books, he's like, I don't, I don't fuck with y'all. Don't call me. Don't, I won't call you. Don't write. Don't text. That's it. Yeah. We just like how they change a lot of things from the book. I thought maybe That's that was true. like one of those twists. Oh, I mean, we were but hoping. We won't be upset if we yeah. see Dr. Manhattan and there's probably, potentially, maybe, still chances with Will's storyline. But definitely the vibe with Lori is that she cries alone with her giant Manhattan dildo <laughs> that glows. <laughs> and like, I'm just trying to figure out carrying? how does she not have internal injuries? What is that? <laughs> it's like, why? It's a weapon. Why? It is a weapon. <laughs> I And the magnetic balls? But we'll get there. <laughs> I just, and the light? 
And the picture of her is, I just, the whole scenario just feels like a kink I never want to explore or be into. That's all I'm saying. That's all just, that's me. At the end of Watchmen, she is with Night Owl. So I'm assuming, well, he's somewhere gone, but right. aren't they still together? Or we don't know oh, what happens to that so, relationship. Right. So that's where you were going on in your conspiracy theory. And I was like, I ah! conspiracy. towards the end, because I'm still rejecting it. But I do like this idea yeah, of we'll bringing in old characters. We'll ar- yeah. I mean, we already said clown makeup is right here. It's right here. We're ready Boo-boo to be fool. made the fools of. It's fine. We're nose. okay with that. <laughs> I mean, you were made a fool today with your football team, but Let that is, go. I can't. This is now a we're sports recording. podcast. We're going to talk about the Patriots <laughs> I and told NFL. you when you were screaming during the first rewatch, I was going to troll She's you on this recording. She's honestly such a hater. <laughs> Wait, I remember when I walked in and then you found out I was a Patriots fan. You're like, well, at least uh, I like you otherwise. I do. I, like, I do. I would have been kicked out of the studio, guys. I would have my New Yorker card revoked if I ever had nice words for she's a, also wearing a Massachusetts Tim's. fan. She's wearing Tim, so it's very <laughs> New York. I walk in, I'm like, oh, she's, su- she's wearing It's New her York outfit. Square, right? It's actually New York to the fourth power. But she's wearing a Lakers hat. I don't know what's going on. Because I'm a LeBron fan. I was defending myself earlier about being a LeBron fan, but that's the thing. People are like, how can you be a, a New York fan and still support the Lakers? I'm like, because I support Ooh, LeBron. Okay, so you can hand on her for that. Tweet and at- I go where LeBron goes. Okay. <laughs> Outside of my New York teams. But yes, mm-hmm. oh, return. Turning back to Sister Knight from yes. the Spults. If any of y'all watch the games, I, I'm sure y'all y'all know Wrong what we're talking podcast, about. Wrong podcast, sorry, guys. Right? That's, that's a different one. So what happens after we get this opening situation with um, Revenja, who is shot like a bitch? Again, I just don't... I feel like I have no positive things to say about Revenger because of how quickly and easily he was taken down. That if a federal and agent like Lori... If you get clowned by federal agents in khakis... It's a wrap. Throw up your mask. It's over. Like, you're done doing what you're supposed to do as a mask vigilante. Hopefully he made it. I'm not sure. He did. But remember, Lori didn't care. It looked like he was being attended to in the... But his hands were moving. I thought he was doing a hand tie. Like, oh, I'm okay. But I wasn't. I took it to believe he was okay because the cop was like, how did you know the suit would stop the bullets? Because they're like, oh, he didn't die. But it's like, yeah, she ain't know. I guess I totally missed that part. Also, the people in the background were cheering for him. Like, oh, why are you guys doing this? Right. When they're walking out of the bank and just the pedestrians are like, bitch, what the fuck? He's a good guy. He's a bitch letting try to help y'all. And you guys are doing entrapments things. Yeah, you're starting to see the mood change in the graphic novel where people were generally against the heroes and the key right, came right, about. Right. And now it's flipping around. Like, oh, these people are innocent. Like, why are the police doing this? And as we see later, there's some conflation going on with at least where Lori and people who think like her. It was like, oh, what's the difference between cops? And Master Gelantes, huh? And Sister Knight was like, I don't know. She's like, bitch, me neither. That's my point. Her great jokes were no one that. No, they were. I love how Angela was just staring at her, questioning why this lady was talking to her. Angela was showing why I stand Sister Knight um, in that scene. (laughs) The mausoleum scene was excellent. So we will talk about that later. Yeah, all of it was so, so, so good. And so after we leave, I guess, that bank situation and the pedestrian... Is like, hey, what the hell? And Lori's like, he's not a hero. He's a fucking joke. I'm like, damn, Lori. You're right. Because the way Revenger just got taken down by you is really embarrassing for a masked hero. But that's rude. Skirt, skirt. Right? <laughs> she got a lot of smoke for everybody. That's yeah. what it looks like. This Lori of today has run out she's of fun. She's not playing with you. No, she's really not. She's not playing with the girls. Background on Lori, if you haven't read the graphic novel, Lori's father is the comedian. Mm-hmm. And she found out later that well, she f- she knew the comedian tried to rape her mother. Right. And then found out later that her mom had a relationship with him. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. had her. Kind of weird. And she 
in the in sorry in the series now has taken his last name right and i thought Blake. yeah i thought I it know. Was interesting how she's now doing the comedian shtick where it's not really funny but it's like the whole, the whole world the a whole joke. thing is rude yeah and she's the only you get the feeling that she's the only one who ever laughs at her jokes because someone is always like suffering at the end like the butt of her joke is always at someone's expense so and it's usually the person she's talking to which is why it's like wow bitch that's that's some wild energy you have there. But yeah, she's no, her jokes are for her. And I don't believe that she is concerned about having another chuckle. Yeah, she's really embracing her father. She's embracing persona. really, really. And it's kind of like, oh, why? Wow. All right. Let's see where the. Of. I mean, maybe it goes along with what we've been saying about the evolution of people over time, like what you're seeing with like this perception of Rorschach or like we see with Lori that. 30 years removed. I mean, shit is mad different <laughs> for everyone and everything. And this seems to be one of those things where realistically, though, if you take Lori from where we left her and then you add three decades of stuff, that's plenty of time for someone to become the thing they once hated. Yeah, the relationship could have fallen apart. We just don't know. We oh, really don't. She's still got an owl, though. She does. She does have an owl. That's, the, that's in the second team we see her. And she's like, here's a little mouse. Who? Like what's his name? Who? Yeah, was that Keen? Oh no, was it was it Keen who was asking that? Yeah, yeah. when he came over and he she was like, who who is that? He's like, who who what? Who? That's his name. It's so original. He's like, you could ask him. <laughs> I do love owls. They, I mean, I feel like did she have a a covering over the cage? Yeah, yeah. Because I don't feel like you want to wake up in the night and see those those um, nocturnal eyes that are gigantic staring at you. I think it would just throw me for a little. They loop. can do three sixty head turns. That's the skill I wish I had. When I was younger, there was an owl on display that was really, really large, like three feet. And just like the eyes took me out. Do you know what I mean? Like if your eye is rivaling the size of my face, I just, I need to pause. Right. It's just, (laughs) it's, it's a lot to deal with. But I'm glad to see she still has an owl. She has some kind of pet. Probably the only creature she's nice to living on this earth. But is she even nice? She puts a cover on. She just gives them a rat and Hopefully she's doing that for like the owls. Are owls banned? Like the animals? Banned? I don't know if she was just hiding it oh. where no one knows what's on No, under I think it. maybe it was trying to, maybe it was sleep. And so with birds to help them. Oh, because the lights were on. Right. Yeah. It could be that. I don't know. Happy to see it though. But Senator Keene does come over and he's basically asking Lori to go down to Tulsa to investigate what happened with Jeb because even though people are thinking it's the 7th Cavalry, he feels like it's not because they always claim responsibility and no one evidently has claimed responsibility for judd's death which is interesting since seventh calvary people keep showing up around stuff that's happening with him but no one said anything that's weird jumping back to the briefing before she actually even came out when they flashed what would you call him goob goober oh he um yeah that'll be my my term for him for the rest of the episode goober because he's a goober we're calling the projector dude goober goober when Mm -hmm. he agent goober Change the projector, which is also an old style projector, which again shows you how we're in a different reality. Where right. they go to Rorschach's slide and the boss doing the, the presentation was like, uh, why is this here? <laughs> this is not 1980. I'm like, damn, like y'all are really going in right now. They're so rude. The federal government is a bunch of dicks based so far on what we've seen. And he's like, God, I'm just trying to. I'm I'm just trying to do my job. Get context. And we saw Lori was kind of checking him out. Or at first I thought it could be suspicious, but she was like, I spy a young goober to end up in my bed. I w- <laughs> and I was like, girl, okay, I can respect that. Cause when they were, she was like, I gotta go investigate this thing. Fine, whatever. It's gonna happen. They were like, Well, you take the whole take the whole crew. And she was like, No, no, 
they're not gonna like that. I'll go by myself. They're like, that's ridiculous. It's dangerous down there. She's like, okay, I'll take the goober as my living sex toy. And that's what he was because can you explain to me what what relevance or help he gives to her? Literally none. I thought you saw potential in him where he brought up Rorschach. Potential in that dude. Okay, I don't think anyone would have guessed she just brought him there to sleep with him. I wouldn't have guessed that. I would. Did you just see that and be like, oh, that's what's going to happen? I did not predict that she was going to smash, but I thought she chose him because he was a goober and that he would be the least likely to interfere with whatever side plans or major plans she has that another more aggressive agent might right or experienced agent might just do something to foil or tell someone so i feel like she was like oh he's simple he's easy and he seems to be because he was checking her out too and so i feel like she was observing that like he has a crush or he's interested for some reason and we know that Lori is Lori. and so well like he says i i know about you i studied history okay can i get your autograph on this d no that's gonna be my joke (laughs) that's gonna be my joke but you know like i think that she was kind of like okay i see you paying attention but i did not expect like i just thought she was like he's an idiot so i'll take him even though he clearly has some intelligence but he was an idiot for putting that slide into his boss's presentation like he wasn't gonna get yelled at and just got ignored so really ignored he just had to click to the next slide he was like okay moving on when keen is over there he actually mentions um the name of the act that has led to cops wearing mask in Oklahoma and we figure out that it's not a federal mandate that it's a statewide thing that just Tulsa has done it seems like I think it's just citywide so not even the whole state just city interesting so he calls it DOPA which Lori laughs could have workshopped that name honestly a little bit defensive police act and she talks shit about and he's like well talk your shit bitch but it looks like Atlanta New Orleans and Denver want these rules too and so interesting interesting definitely not a national thing and clearly is being met with some type of opposition from people who are employed by the state as well like Lori but at the same time, if you had a white knight go down like they did, I mean, it's within the state's purview to do what they want. And this is one of those times that states would exercise their rights and be like, well, maybe this is not a problem for you in Denver or California, but it's a problem for us in Oklahoma. So this is what we're doing. And we definitely get the feeling the whole episode that Lori is not into it one little bit. Yeah. She is on the removed mass vigilantes task force. And... um that includes Sister Knight, I feel like, which is why I'm really excited to see what kind of ridiculous energy keeps brewing between these two because they're both formidable for sure. And I just like to see formidable women going up against each other versus like going like just dudes all the time. So I'm happy about that. Should we talk about this joke that she's going back and forth to uh, that, that she's telling one. or should we just leave it to the end? Yeah, because all throughout the episode, she kind of goes back and forth in between these I guess, in motion scenes versus the scene that is just really at the end where she has followed all her leads and progressed in the case to this point of what we see at the ending. But she is sort of recounting, like she's had this impetus to call Dr. Manhattan and unburden herself, which seems to be something she's done a lot lately. Premium subscriber, a long time. And so what about the case potentially prompted that? Judd getting blowed up again, twice? I mean... But I don't think she knew what Judd was about. Or maybe she was playing with Angela. Rissy, you don't think she knew sure, what just about? She... What about the secret closet? Like, like that's what got me tripped up when she when she came at Angela. She was like, "So you know what's cray cray? He had a secret closet." And Angela's like, "Oh, where? But what was in there?" And she was like, oh, "You know, I was, I was hoping was just you a mannequin. It was the mannequin." But that's what I'm wondering. Is, Did she see it? And she's playing with Angela. What do you mean? As in, you know, th- more, you know more things you're not telling us. So I need to really watch you. Did she see what? 
the um, KKK outfit. She couldn't have because Angela took it. So what oh, she's she saying is, yes. right, remember she took it and we see in the preview for next episode that she is showing it to Looking Glass, which is interesting because she she's trusting Looking Glass train. to be like, listen, Looking Glass, I think you're a good white dude. So let me show you and what Joe was up bad. to. Right. And so, and I, you know, I believe that Looking Glass is still on the good side and potentially was suspicious about sure things happening we'll with Joe. But so this is, this is the situation. This is what happens is that we don't know. What's going on where this is concerned, except that what? she had a father herself with the comedian. Right. As we were saying, the comedian was a shitty person. He was a highly questionable person. So I feel like Lori is already drawing parallels to Sister Knight, probably to try to get her to say something or slip or drop something because she was like, I found this secret room. And I looked for it because, you know, when my dad was murdered, he had a secret room. So now I just do it by I want to know what was in that room because Lori wouldn't tell her. No, she did. She told whether or not it was honest. But Sister Knight already knows because she'd been in the room. She took. No, no, no. I'm saying the comedian's closet where she mentioned oh. her father also she been in something. There. Yeah, but know. she wouldn't tell us. I think she said, if you tell me. I'll tell you what was in. Did Angela closet. ask actually ask about that though? I feel like Angela was no, no, letting no, her Lori. do all the talking. You know what oh. she was, but then Lori's like, "Hey, if you tell me what was in the closet, I'll tell you about the comedian." I really want to know. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I'm, I think like objectively we want to know, but I'm with Angela. We're like, "Bitch, I don't give a fuck." Which is Angela's whole energy because she let her do all the talking, and that, I think that's the best way to figure out what someone knows about you is you let them talk the most. You listen, you observe, you like what ideas do they have, and that's where Lori was being a little bit less of a veteran because she was putting all her cards out there, and by the time at the end. Of so they're done talking. Sister Knight knows everything. Lori knows for the most part. And it's basically like, fuck your coffee. And walks out. So but I don't think Lori's actually giving a lot of information. It was more she knew things and she was prying it out. Like, I know that you know these things. I know who you are. Like, are you actually going to tell me? That's cute that you use pry when she pried nothing from Angela. She was like, I'm going to try you know, and pry. You know, it was and an <laughs> attempt. Because Angela just gave, gave it a little smirk. But that's what I mean. So do you think that's an underestimation of Angela? Because clearly this is how she works. She walks into a scene. She's like, I actually know more than you than you already think I know. Because she played that game of looking glass where she was like, I'm going to play possum with these cops. But actually, I know who all of you are. You're all wearing masks. But I already know who you are. I know where you live. I know if you have kids, what you're into, what you watch on Saturday morning. So let me just play this game psychologically to see what I can get revealed but i don't feel like it worked with angela no it didn't i'm just saying Lori plays a game with everyone she's met. oh she does she yeah. definitely does which is why i feel the like she met her match in angela to, because um pirate jenny who's a, a fave even though she's had like five minutes of screen time in a red the name pirate jenny makes her a fave i mean you uh, made the observation about the 3d printed Face oh, mask. yeah, I said her face mask was probably 3D that. printed. It looked like it to me. It very nice. We'll see if we can confirm it, but I like I like Pirate Jenny. Again, the name Pirate Jenny, her energy is great. So she doesn't have to do much for me to be like, yeah, Pirate yes, Jenny. queen. But also she was like, what is this bitch doing over here, this redheaded bitch? What does she want? And I, <laughs> you can't trust her. And why should they trust a fed who clearly spends their spare time getting master vigilantes? And here in Oklahoma, because of its specific history, they're like, this is what we're doing. And so they seem to be di diametrically opposed ethics in terms of what's happening with Lori and Sister Knight because I think they're both using a means to an end mantra, but just totally opposite sides of the spectrum of means to an end. And I just like that Lori was out here intimidating everybody and people were like, oh, oh, oh. Even Looking Glass was like, mm, let me just turn down a little bit and see what's going on with you. And Sister Knight was like, oh, She turned up. Oh. <laughs> like, do you know how much swag and like ego you gotta have to just hear that whole scary I speech? Scream. Where she was like, 
I know your name. I know where you live. Yeah, your husband's hot, but I know you're not fucking Jeb because your husband's so hot. So, and I was like, did you see the last episode where she was, where he was like, Angela, Angela, are we safe? And she's like, babe, just hold this. Go over there. <laughs> Go away. So she clearly knows what's going on in the relationship. I feel like she watched the secret tapes. So she knew everything. And Angela was still like, I don't give a fuck about you. Matter of fact, I'm going to go now. And that's amazing. She gave nothing. She gave not a single inch. Lori gave all the inches. And Sister and I was like, okay, cool. Even well, she was shocked um, at the end okay. when Sister and I just walked out. You know she was like, shocked. She didn't break, I didn't break her. She was like, wait a minute. I didn't break her. Like, I didn't scare her. I knew at her all. shit. When I said looking glass, when I said looking glass's name to his face, he was like, oh, what? Let me roll up my mask and keep it easy peasy. No, no, no. Not Angela. And but so, I'm unsure if next episode, like the one with... um. Will, where she was acting very tough outwardly to him, but then she went to her room and just started crying and screaming. Mm -hmm. Is Sister Knight putting on a front that she's not afraid, or is she actually unafraid? Which we'll see later on. I think she has that that because uh, it would be scary. Harriet Tubman energy, is. which is you experience fear, but the way you express your fear is different than other people do because you can express it violently or in other ways, or shut down and compartmentalize. So I think definitely, and because we don't know everything about her childhood, we do know something horrible happened to her parents. As indicated with that conversation she had with Topher, but we still know what that is. And so there's gotta be stuff there that will be mined in future episodes to like give us more clues into her, just like her psyche. But I'm loving all of it, all of it, because Lori was killing it the whole episode and she got to Angela and she was like, skirts! <laughs> brick wall, bitch. Break. brick wall, bitch. Beep, beep. On the brakes. Oh, did you? Were you killing it this whole episode? Not today. Go fuck that blue thing. But she did. Oh. She went and got the big giant blue thing. But I don't think she used it because she. What is it for? Okay, so oh I would God. agree with you that it shan't be used for due to its size and the shape is so like nothing about the design is is ribbed for her pleasure. Like none of that is designed for woman's pleasure. So you have to ask yourself, why was it designed? Why is it gigantic? Why is it magnetic? Is it to look at it? Do you, does it beam orgasmic feelings to you in some sort of wonderful technology that, um, what was that woman's name? Who has the- Lady True. Lady True. Is that, a, is that a dildo from Lady True? Can someone talk to Lady True? Where are the writers? Questions I need answers. Don't need, explain to me. We don't need anything else solved this season. You know that dildo that. was at least two feet long. It don't make oh no sense. God. I kind of tried to block out of my mind, so. Well, as soon as she attached that giant ball thing magnetically to the base, I was like, And she just carried me. it with her everywhere, which is I temporarily walked weird. out, you guys. I was like, this is. I was just shocked. <laughs> now, Who did this? Now the gate. Why? Why does it look like this? Why? Jeez. Who, who asked for this? No one. Lori did. Lori did. Because again. evidently every day she goes home and she opens this silver briefcase where oh she keeps God. it, where the blue light is beaming just to gaze at it. So even if she's not hopping on that giant blue dildo, is she is she like, is she reliving memories when she was hopping on a giant blue dildo? And she was like, oh, this was the best. This was the best that ever was. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to figure it out. She mag in the background. She did. She was reliving her moment. She was like, look at me. Look when I was young. And like, it's like her mom where her mom always would jump back to when she was oh. younger. Oh, shit. Now Actually, she's doing the same thing now that she's older. That's an excellent callback. I had not her yet seen that parallel, awful. but you're absolutely right because her mom was doing the same thing, living in the past. Yeah, and then in... she's like, why are you doing this, mom? And now she's doing the same thing. So hypocrite. Oh, or that thing where people say you eventually become your parents. I could see that. That's 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 where we are. Because now that I'm thinking back on it, I know we're going based off novel, but she's still, her energy reminds me a little bit of her mama's energy in the film. Just about out of fucks, just out of fucks 
I'm completely and entirely. That was pretty selfish in the books where she pushed her into becoming a superhero. And she oh, yeah. never really enjoyed it. No, no, no. She didn't. But that was a good call. It was good. I guess we didn't mention... Did we talk about what that chief was saying about Tulsa and the reparations? I just felt like I was looking at my note and I just had to mention his bullshit because apparently, again, the feds have no chill and no respect for anyone. Chief Crawford... In a tree. H-A-N-G-I-N-G. Did you hear when he said that? Yes. He sang Again, it. He sang it. A I'm like, where's the respect, bro? This is the federal. Why are you doing a, like a children's playground rhyme? Oh, my briefing? God. His briefing basically is like, okay, um, there was a Tulsa situation. Then reparations happened. And then black people came back and they claimed land and money. And then the Klan turned into the Calvary, just new mass. And people are upset and poor, those being the bigoted white people. And then apparently Senator Keene, after the white knight situation, decides that cops can wear masks. Fast forward to here we are. I think the Klan's still around. But the Calvary, they're basically the same thing is what he said. It's kind of like what we said before, like leveling yeah, up the terrorism. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, just, yeah, they're, they're not as they're not taking all the credit. Like they're not the visual face. But the sentiment is still there. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, but just different faces. Just a new, just they're upgrading. I mean, it's yeah. There's enough there's enough parallels to be made right now with how bigoted organizations just try to change the suit. You know, they're like, maybe if I change this this piece of rhetoric or change this word around, like, you'll not identify me as this old thing because I'm trying to create this new thing. But it actually is this old thing as it's been. Good yeah. observation. Yeah. Thanks. And so after that bullshit with the feds, we are off to Tulsa in a private jet. Feds watching. In a private jet. Like, hello. What about the bills? I don't feel like agents I just think need this to be is on private jets. Money. Right? Like, I'm what paying for a private jet. I've never been in a private jet. But Most people haven't. One. Most people haven't. I don't know Most people never will. They're really small and really fancy. If any of our viewers have a private jet, we're always available to film an episode with you in your jet. In the air. Yeah, exactly. And she's in the she's in the jet with uh, Agent Goober. <laughs> who pulls babe. out. Remember, she pulls out her sleep mask and then he pulls out his and she's like, oh, you but it has idiot. holes. Yeah, she's like, it has holes, you fool. And he's like, oh, when in Rome. <laughs> she's like, bitch, we're not in Rome. What, what the hell is wrong with you? I feel like that's her to the agent the entire time. She's like, what is wrong with you? Why did I bring you? Oh, right. For sex. And then you that's see you. her when she's walking to her motel room. He's talking to her and she's just blasting by him. Oh, my God. I just remember room. what she said. She said to him, she was like, you're not you're an agent, not the fucking Lone Ranger. When he talks about it being in Rome. Ranger it mask. was. It was very It bad. wasn't even inventive. Yes, you could have. Done a lot, had fun with it. Look at Pirate Jenny. She's 3D printing her mask. Yeah, Pirate Jenny, like you need to step it up. Red Scare has a whole like red her. aesthetic. I know. We want fashion risks for this. And eventually they fly over the Millennium Clock, which we get some information about that too, where they say, oh, that's where we hear about Lady True again, who evidently bought Adrian's company and all his tech and stuff. And that recently that he was finally declared dead. And I assume that has to do with paperwork and stocks and things and things and a certain amount of time passing before she can get everything. But that he has a friend at the Argentina desk. What is that friend who says that, the names. that Adrian had plastic surgery? He's definitely not in Argentina, judging from the landscape we saw. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I see, I have a really wild theory. It's not even, it doesn't even make sense. Because I'm wondering if there's some sort of technological shroud to visually change or hide where he is. Oh, it's the Wakanda camouflage? Or Ish. Like a... Ish. Okay. Ish. Yes, because I just find it hard to believe unless we discover other things and there's been lies told that no one in the government has any sort of resources with these satellites to fake call Dr. Manhattan to be like, oh, okay, 
Adrian's over there. I wonder if someone's protecting him. Because I that's don't know if you want to talk about I Game do, Master now or later, but I will try to leave it, but that weird. that's also another theory. Like who is the Game Master and why does the Game Master refer to himself as a humble servant? The let, yeah, the no letter is very respectful. Where right, humble servant, like but I will prisoner. fuck you up. What is that? Yeah. Your humble servant will kill you. I don't someone I so I'm not there. It sounds like a benevolent What if captor? Adrian created know. what if Adrian created something super dangerous and allegedly benevolent to keep him in check and now he regrets that he did that? I thought the game master I saw was one of the clones, but again, I couldn't. I didn't see the face because it was kind of far away. We have to say that for a follow up, but I—that's that's my general idea—is that either he's being hidden away by some entity or person who has an interest in this, or he built something himself that is now restricting him. Do you know what I mean? Like the concept of building an AI, and then the AI gets smart enough to be like, actually. You need to be restricted, human. I've done all the data and you lied. You lied. Right. So not necessarily Terminator because it seems like it's still whatever this is, it's still trying to be like, hey, I'm trying to be chill. Your faithful servant. But also you better watch out because you're breaking the rules. And if you break the rules, the rules that we agreed upon, there will be stuff that happens. So it's an interesting conundrum that he feels like he could write this letter back and be like bitchy, which he was. He was like ridiculous letter, but also that he was scared. And intimidated by the fact that this game master, and what a name, game master. And if there's something Adrian is doing every day in his routine, he's playing some sort of game where he's trying to get to some goal. So it's all it's all very intriguing. I thought the game master was the clone that walked up to him when he killed the other clone with the astronaut suit. And he had all the fancy clothing like so that was Tom Meissen I have to be say that I do not they were like I did not recognize Tom. that dude's face so there's I a lot of Tom Meissen I didn't know the game master was Tom Meissen I thought the game master was somebody else I'm not sure I thought it was because he's just very fancy looked like he was doing equestrian activities and then when we saw the game master he was dressed in fancier clothes it's probably a reach on my part but I I don't that know that goes along with now your idea of the AI getting smart enough to keep him in check right that maybe the rest of his bio androids bio droids are like unintelligent yeah and this one is the most the one that's lasted or maybe the first maybe the original i don't know maybe he just makes one really good one and other ones he uses for experimentation or chores so they're not as advanced like look at how he's dressed with the cap and the fancy clothes i thought it was the same person you think it was the same it looks like a writing outfit i'm not sure but that's what i'm thinking but they only seem to wear like servants outfits or writing outfits that's what i'm saying that guy had a different outfit compared to everyone else which made it seem like he was a distinguished clone. Maybe he's not a clone at all. I don't know. And also, that's a blunt arrow. Okay. Deposit soon. See? Look at the person. The hat. The riding um, coat. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Different. Yeah, never mind. Different yeah, hat. Yeah, so that's that's what I was thinking I was looking at before. I was like, no, it is not his servants because it's okay, a different... So it's someone... Can you zoom in on the face or... No. Okay. I don't think... I wish. Work, work on it, HBO, <laughs> HBO's please. like, no. Definitely not the same person. There's a mustache. Tom Meissen is... He's also wearing a mask. faced All right, guys. So we watched the clip, and it is definitely not Tom Meissen, who is over there with a little mask. He got the same kind of mask that Agent Goober has on in his sexcapade games. <laughs> but it is definitely someone else who is there with Adrian, but which is super is fascinating it? because it is the first other human we've seen that's not a biodroid But do we know that they're actually human? I, at this point in time, I'm going to hedge my bets and say yes. I'm going to say whatever it is, it's not something he built. Unless it is my ridiculous theory of he built and now it's too much. But, but why wearing a mask? the letter came in, I feel if he was 
captured by someone, it would be more threatening. Like, hey, you better. Well, they did threaten him. Not necessarily. Because how long has he been there? How long has he been there? What is the point? We don't know. He's not dead. So maybe he's serving some other purpose for them. do whatever he wants to do. It's not like. So I'm saying that he would probably be serving some other purpose to whoever has him there. But he's not working towards a goal. Yes, he is. We just don't know what that is. But it seems like he's doing whatever he wants to do. He's doing his plays. But look, but it has to be a goal, right? Why is he sending his bio droids up into the air for them to be frozen and then getting pissed off that whatever he wanted did not work? He seems to be working towards a goal. Whether or not he's getting close, that remains to be seen. Because it doesn't look like, it looks like he fails every day, which would be frustrating to anyone to have that many failures. But, you know, it's only failure until he succeeds. I feel like it's personal goals. Because also in the letter, it seemed like they reluctantly accepted him. But who's they accepting him where? Where could they accept Adrian that the government isn't like, we see you, any government of any country. That is a huge plot of land. Where are those 60 buffalo coming from? That's That's the shit that don't make no sense. We don't know the people. We don't don't have enough anything. Is this actually a person? Here's my uh, crazy theory that it's actually an alternate dimension. What the fuck? throwing things out there. (laughs) You know what? Whatever. (laughs) Throw stuff at the wall and we'll see what hits. Why not? Eventually. It's really interesting because you basically have buffaloes in three places, native to Africa, native to Asia, native to North America. In general, we just don't have troves of buffaloes roaming America anymore because, you know, uh, extinction, evil hunting, things like that. So I'm just trying to figure out where could he be where there's this many buffalo? Maybe your alternate dimension theory suddenly makes sense because I'm just trying to figure out where. But are they all, they could be the buffalo modified. or the bison. Maybe they're bison. Maybe yeah, they bison. could be genetically modified. We don't know what technology they have. But also another observation is he's testing a spacesuit, which made me think that we never had. Heavy quotations on spacesuit. If you could see my fingers, because that horrible yes, aquanaut that was thing was disaster. not meant to go anywhere. Yes. Let alone space. That servant i don't feel like the suction on the metal was any good (laughs) i don't feel like it was keeping the temperature a night helmet on him yeah no please it doesn't make any sense and it makes no sense but also because we never had the cold war with the russians there was never the space race to get to the moon first i just think america didn't see the need to actually go up there so he's trying to go to space probably go to mars because he's so obsessed with dr manhattan right and that might be his eventual goal But it seems like he's doing so many different things in his mansion. Right. This is an annotation because I wanted to check myself because I was pretty sure that, you know, bison or buffalo only are can herd and do stuff in a protected environment because, you know, hunting to extinction. And that is correct in the Americas. So wherever he is has to be insular or special or magical. So that's it. It could be anywhere. (laughs) It could be anywhere because it's an alternate universe in general. So I could just be full of shit in that universe. Uh, bison, Candace, they're everywhere, like dogs. It's plague. So maybe I'm just confused. I have a bison so, guys, at home. Well, you heard it here first. Nicole has a bison, and Candace was all the way wrong. <laughs> well, then let's move on to the next yeah, scene. Yeah, it's time. So maybe we should just uh, cut to Lori checking out what the cops are up to, because that's sort of after she is talking about her second hero in this story slash joke she's telling, which is about Adrian, because she's like, oh, a big nerdy brain, smarty pants, smartest in the world. And God asked him, like, what did you do with that big brain I gave to you? And he's like, oh, I actually saved humanity, you know. And God was like, oh, word, how'd you do that? Do you, how many people you kill? And he's like, oh, just three three to four million whereabouts. And evidently God's like, you're a monster. Snap, you're going to hell. And so that's the second part of her story that she's talking about. Once she's moved on past her, was her daddy the first one? Yes, her daddy was the first one. Her dad was in there. I thought she was talking about the comedian with the bricklaying. I guess because she said 
she was the girl in the story, but I don't know. She if, said she was the bricklayer. So the first story is the bricklayer. But I don't know if it was like a general story, like she was just telling it. Wait a minute. It didn't seem personal. So are we not on the same page that she was not talking about real life vigilantes? Because I thought no, no, the no, first no, one was. She was in the second story, but the bricklaying one, it was, oh, a girl asked her father. And her father wasn't really around her childhood. Well, he was around, but not but we really don't know. his father Yeah, role. we don't know. Because she says the bricklayer, and then she says Adrian, and the third one's about Dr. Manhattan. So I just feel like it would be improbable that she would tell the first story about someone who we don't know from the novels, but I suppose we can come back to that because I really thought that's what she was doing. I thought just an insert. An insert into the joke? No, no, no. Like she was telling a general joke. I don't know if this is an actual joke people say, but just insert herself as the girl who throws the brick that later comes down and kills God. Because yes, later in the second story, she does talk about three people. I just really thought she was talking about the comedian herself because of what you said earlier about her being close to her father. She talks about this bricklayer teaching. No, his... but she wasn't close to her father. She didn't know he was her father for a long time. No, 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 not close to her father, but I mean following in his footsteps in this weird way. I mean, the joke didn't make much sense. It was more like an allegory, but I think we'll probably have to go back to yeah, that. Yeah, I'm just saying joke too... in uh, quotations because the comedian, his jokes weren't like traditionally funny. No, I mean her overall joke when she went to the phone. She was like, I want to tell you a story. Tell you a joke. Like, that's how she starts it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then she starts it, and then she's like, okay, I fucked up. Let me go again. Mm -hmm. And so that's you. That's why I thought it was, like, repetition routine for her to do that. But I just don't know what the relevance of the joke is. Well, after she makes that joke about... Joke. About Adrian, that's when we see her, I guess, hanging out with the, the detectives. Or not hanging out, but she goes to see what they're up to. And at the time, Agent Goober doesn't think she knows what she's talking about. She's like, bitch, I'm Lori. Let's go look over here, where evidently, that's where everybody is. Our favorite, Pirate Jenny, Red Scare, and the rest. Tells Goober to stay in the car and not to eat chips. <laughs> so she's very health conscious. Why is she treating him like a child? I don't... Well, that's... Uh, it's maybe that's her kink. That's all oh, I'm gonna I, say there. I, I was don't, thinking uh, that, like, I don't want to say. Right, that. you were like, I don't want to say it. Let's like Candace no, say it. She I says everything ridiculous. I do say the most ridiculous thing, so I will always be the one to just like <laughs> when you're like, should I hold back? I'm like, let's say it. <sighs> I just loved how she was talking to the, the suspect, and she asked, "Are they violating your rights?" And then he has this whole spiel of, "Yes, they didn't question me." And then she like, just says, "I don't care." I was and joking. Then she walks away. You believed me? Like, Oof, fool! You've not been paying attention. <laughs> Big oofs. Like, that poor guy was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Imagine. That shit just made me laugh. You just got thrown out of a truck and yeah. someone seems like they're going to help you and then they just laugh and walk away. That's... I'd be crushed. Look, hey man, sometimes the shit gets done like that. And she goes inside with uh, Pirate Jenny. And she looks like she's perturbed by what's happening, but considering how she is on her bullshit with federal violence yeah, against persons, I think she was just more like, it smells in here. Ugh. Like, you couldn't have picked a better location, guys. It's like, are you giving them soap, you bitch? <laughs> you guys are too nice here. But also maybe has something to do with the fact that she seems to hate masked people in some sort of way. That maybe she was feeling like everyone in here is disgusting. You masked cops and you losers who they're interrogating. Oh, just had a thought. Going back to that story where she talks about throwing the brick in the air right. and how God ignores her because she's not really special, wasn't given any gifts. Maybe God kind of an example is mass superheroes. And oh. she's observing these mass people in Tulsa. She's getting close to Sister Night and Looking Glass and maybe trying to gain trust with them. And then eventually, you know, the brick drops and she kills them or something. Mm. So I don't, I do think she has an ulterior motive, but I just don't know what it is because she was 
portraying herself as the girl who kills God in the story. And it's a delayed brick. She throws it as a kid and then it comes and hits later on and no one expected it. Right. So doing the planning ahead of time so you can kill the undefeatable force. Agreed. Either way, this story that was story slash joke that was a consistent strain throughout the entire episode definitely has multiple meanings. I'm sure we'll ponder it some more after these initial watches we did to then be like oh i had another idea that we can come back with you guys with but we just know it's leading to something it's implying something and will dropping that car i still think it was will dropping the car but whatever sister knight's car dropping out of thin air like that's some wild ass shit like what kind of games are these vigilantes playing gosh i hope she got a nice rental just thinking about (laughs) sister knight how's she getting around town oh my gosh oh no we're not at the funeral yet i'll save that yet okay I think we keep trying to get there, but we have a lot. No, I'm like, did we talk about it yet? I can't even remember. Okay, (laughs) so yeah, Lori is up in her, looking at the bullshit. And she's like, we're looking glass at it. She goes to see him, starts talking that shit. She cleans her teeth in his face mask. And we noticed in episode one when Jed was like, oh, let me check my, that then he was like, yo, I'm not, like, this isn't here for you to look at your reflection (laughs) and do stuff. And she's like, oh, but if you don't want people to use you as a mirror, how about you don't? have a mirror on your face. And I'm like, girl, you, ooh. I thought she makes a joke walking in, like, oh, I want to go first. And you know that this chamber- It's one of those jokes that no one's laughing about her. people. Right, He's right. Like, who is this lady? And she knows his first name. She knows his last name. But she lets him know, of course. Yes, and he's like, oh, great. Let me just roll up my mask, bitch, obviously. Yeah, you know I am. You're, not worth to it. the level, you're at the pay grade where you can see this stuff. Cool. And she starts playing with the remote and doing all this stuff. And she definitely knows what the chamber does. Yeah, he's like, don't but touch she's that. She's like, touch dumb. this. <laughs> <laughs> and turns it off. What is this? Is so and he sexy. tries to say something like really, I won't say clever, but it was, it's his interrogation machine. And he's like, listen, it determines the negative cultural bias of anyone who's looking at the images. She's like, oh, oh, did she say racism detector or racist machine? What did she say? Uh, I think it's either a racist detector. I think she said yeah, a racist, racist detector. detector or racism detector. Yeah. She's like, oh, so this? And he's like, um, a little more complicated. There's a little bit, there's like nuances involved in this definition. You're and she's like, I don't, her. I don't give a fuck. And then she cleans her teeth. Her teeth were also perfect. Very straight. Should be. Good I'm sure you. that medical plan for the feds plan. is great. Yeah, the superhero medical plan. Super great. Plan. Yeah. And she asked Looking Glass about the raid and whether or not there was a tox screen done on Judd. And he's basically like, bitch, why? Like, we can see the cause of death. We don't need a tox screen. And we find out later that the feds were clearly going to dig that bitch up. Yes. And do their own investigations on what was in his bloodstream, which is super interesting. But when she keeps pushing further about this location and they got last episode, he's like, well, how'd you get the location if it wasn't on tape? But you interrogating this dude. And he's like, oh, Sister Knight, she got that shit later on. And she's like, oh, by, by beating the shit out of him. And again, I'm like, Lori, you're not observing rules of conduct for a person. So why you have all this smoke for Angela? I don't know. But Looking Glass is also like, yes. I'm not going to answer you directly, but yes, Sister Knight beat the shit out of him and got some fucking information. But also, if you're interested in seeing her, there's a funeral literally today, literally today for Judd. So it's not going to work. But I don't think she gets any new information. It seems like she knows everything and she's just talking to people to fuck like, with them. them. Yeah. I think she's to fuck playing with them. A lot of mental right. How does she not know she that Judd's everything. funeral is today? Especially because yeah. Keen was at the funeral and Keen was the one who went to her to be and like, I need you to investigate. Clothes. Right. I right. don't just bring a black outfit with me when I'm traveling. Which also, what is Keen up to? Because um, he brought Laurie over there to investigate saying he doesn't believe it's the 7th Cavalry. Someone just came through a hole. That's why I don't think Keen Cavalry evil necessarily. Um... No comment. I put in that that bet already. I do think yes, Keen yes. is is awesome. We bullshit, but we'll last see. Last episode, I think about this. 
I don't think he's necessarily evil. Or in, or in cahoots with um, Judd's wife. Okay, maybe not Judd's wife, but that doesn't mean not in cahoots with the with one of these other organizations. No, like so he Seventh could Calvary. be evil, but I don't think he's Seventh Calvary related. Really? Yes. I, and part of my head was like, with. part of my mind was like, how do you know so clearly that it's not Seventh Calvary? Oh, because they didn't claim, they didn't claim the death. That's weird. But it's like a lot of terrorist groups, like Al Qaeda. If they do bomb someone, they're going to claim that they did it. Unless there's a bigger mission, we are missing. Unless it's the long game. When you play the short game and you're like, get this person, kill them, or blow this up. That's a short game. It's done. We did it, and now we're causing terror. If you have a long game and it's a smart game, where you're like, we want to get people to think things and assume things that are not true that keep us in the in the like free light of like not getting caught. I think this is a long game. I mean, it's probably going to take the whole season to reveal who is behind all of this and what exactly their goal is because it just it doesn't make sense otherwise. We're not even halfway through the season, so I assume right. like a lot of the three. stuff we say is going three. to be way off. Of course. So just be crazy now because things might actually... We got lucky early on with our predictions, we did, but who knows? We might fall apart. Who knows? You don't know. We don't know. That's for damn sure. <laughs> and so after Lori leaves the interrogation center of despair <laughs> that the cops are... <laughs> and she checks into a motel with Agent Goober. Ignores him. Walks to her room. Yeah, we hear her talk about the third third person in the joke, Interest Place, which, of course, is Mr. Manhattan, who walks with his dick out and is like, we can't miss it, Laurie. <laughs> no one can literally miss this this blue dick. And no one can miss the blue dick in your boudoir. I'm still <laughs> confused. Still on that. I will be on it until they explain it. Until they explain it. I can't let you forget or, what if or the listeners or anyone. Explained? They... Will you I will be at the very first Watchmen panel. A bonus episode. That will be my first question. The Watchmen panel. Excuse me, uh, Lindelof. <clears throat> um, can you explain the big giant dildo that does not seem anatomically correct for a woman to receive pleasure or not die in the use of it? <laughs> and if it's magnetic, sir, can you also explain how this is safe? I just have questions. Why was it glowing? What does it do? The I end. hope you get your answer, honestly. But you know what I can't promise you? This I promise you this right journalism. now. I promise you this right now that some sex toy company right the fuck now is creating the mold after seeing this episode for this dildo. Because if you're confused about whether or not people do stuff like this, just Google Avengers dildo. And don't, that's, I don't, rest my case. Don't do I it. I rest my case. Don't. Do it. No. Do it. Don't do it. You'll probably be mad at me, but do it. That's why You'll I say be like, don't is do there it. Captain America dildo? Yes, there is. Don't do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. <laughs> you're conscious speaking. At least it makes sense. Like it's a theme dildo. It's not like it's those weird fantasy ones like a dragon. And I'm like, that's, See, that's where we're breaking up in the relationship, if you suggest <laughs> such a thing. A creature of the night. So <laughs> let's move on. I, <laughs> if you guys have any ideas about the purpose of the big blue thing. Yeah, tweet at us, send an email. They didn't look this like batteries go for, inside, honestly. but maybe it charges oh wirelessly. Oh, no. Maybe it charges wirelessly. The future's here. Excuse me, Lindelof put it in the show, not me. He made sure that Lori was staring at it twice. Yeah, why? So it has to be something. I'm just saying. I'm asking questions now. And also for the rest of the series, because I'm still... Someone tweeted Lindelof, what is going on in this scene? What's up with this big dick? Okay, so, <laughs> yes. She sleeps with Agent Goober. We got to talk about the funeral. Oh, That's right. That's the way end. You're jumping I, ahead. You know what? I keep jumping ahead because I get distracted yes, by the big blue thing. Yes, you want to talk about it. The funeral happens. Lori shows up. She's still a bitch. At a funeral, which you're like, Lori. Lori. But I love Lori. I, I stand her because she's just so sassy. I do like that she's out of fucks, but um, I think that's why her and Sister Knight's scenes are going to be hilarious because Sister Knight has been out of fucks since three years ago where the White Knight, it seems like, situation came down. And so when she walks up to her on her bullshit, on her psychological With her bullshit. Family. Oh, hey, girl. <laughs> Sorry, this is a funeral, but just wanted to talk to you real quick about what's coffee. going on with Judd. 
get coffee sometime. Let's talk the shit about your Angela dead just captain. Staring at her. Your dead chief. Like, can we talk about this? I guess. I mean, uh, and her son's looking up. Yo, at her. that energy from Topher. So I love Topher so much. Topher was ready to murk that. Gave her that woman for his mom. Sassy side eye. I feel like he looked at Angela like. Do you want me to kill her mom? Should like, I throw a punch? Should I kill her? I got a knife. I could stab. I'm, I'm low. I'm low. So I can get her in her femoral artery. Yes, the little she's kid done. got a knife through the security. You well, know actually, you wouldn't expect you know, the kid You wouldn't to expect Topher yeah. to have the knife. But all you got to do is look at Topher's fringed eyebrows. Episode four. And how intense Topher is. And know that Topher has a lot going on in his head that you should not fuck We've with Topher. We've already seen that he's going through a lot. He jumped across a, a desk to, and to he uh, knocked defend his mama's uh, magical yeah. Legos. <laughs> can I go watch TV now? Yes, Topher. So Topher looks at her like, bitch, you better. And I feel like Angela has the same energy. Like, bitch, you better. She's like, and the husband's just, just looking <laughs> on. She's like, he's cute. <laughs> he's cute. <laughs> he's cuter than my my agent Goober. But anyway, I'll I'll talk to you later because I'm gonna go over there and stand around. What a weird conversation we at thing. a funeral. It was so, you know she was close was so to weird. Judd, and she's just being very jovial. Hey, girl, it's me. Look at the she got I that smoke. I know she's you were wild. in the police. She's like, no, you're retired. Oh, it's so dangerous. Like, just the way she was saying shit, it's like, oh, okay. And Angela just knows and she And the whole knows. time Angela's like, can we... You, you done playing games? Can we or grieve? Or we, no, not? What, what I'm trying to do is walk to the casket. Isn't the venue. Read the room, Lori. <laughs> Read the room. She's mad. She has to be there in the first place. She want to go. But Keen was like, this is what you're doing. She's like, okay, great. Fantastic. <laughs> Love it. I love dealing well, with these masculine yes. aunties. She didn't, but what else is she doing? Yeah. She... Besides being bitter and getting faux Batmans and shooting them in the back? It's not a challenge. She needs something very big. Right. I think, oh no, it's uh, Judd's wife who starts saying some shit at the funeral. And she's like, oh yeah, well, you know, <laughs> my husband's dead and whatever. If somebody was going to say some shit about this shit, him being dead and stuff, it should be Angela. <laughs> super close this is my favorite part you guys because let me tell y'all what nicole said so angela comes up there as we all saw oh my god she's like we'll never have regina king on the show if you say this (laughs) tread carefully she might never be on the show (laughs) y'all regina okay she's gonna snitch on me but regina you're a very talented actress you have so many so talented i was rooting for you with that oscar Whatever Candace She says, was not rooting for that song. Yes, no. I she... think you're very talented. <laughs> Candace is a hater. I'm only a hater of the Patriots on this day. Never a hater of Regina King. But what had me fucked up was your response to Angela's after she's like, oh, you know, me and Jeb, we were shot on the same day and everything. Then she starts singing that song. Get along, little doggy. Get along, little doggy. But it was a little bit worse than what I just did. And Nicole made sure to say something about it. And I was like, oh, girl. I'm telling. And so this is me telling Turn about Nicole cracking jokes. Pause. <laughs> You're like, cut the tape. But does anyone know what that song is? I've not Googled it. Get along, little doggy. I'm not sure. It wasn't even get. Um, it was G-I-T. That's get. 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 So I don't remember if his wife said that that's what he requested as a it was song. It's just a weird song to sing. So, a are, so, so is this something he just told Angela one day? Like, <laughs> Listen if I die, up, bitch, I if want I die, bitch. Song, I want you to sing it. Get along, little doggy. Who is, is he the little doggy? Who's getting along? I just don't understand All the, the song. Symbols. What song would you want played at your funeral? If, uh, like, say I had to sing it and I can't sing. Damn. Um, Probably something along like my name that is like fun. It's like candy. <laughs> yeah, I want people to have fun in my shit. Don't not get along, little doggy. Get along, little doggy. Get along, but to do Regina King 
Fucking long little doggy. <laughs> she was acting with sadness, and I appreciate that sadness, Regina King. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying nothing rude. That was on Nicole. Send that her your email. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't say anything. No, but send me your location. The worst no, part about that scene me, was the clapping on the ones and threes, on the ones yes, and sevens. What was that? There were at least ten people doing like a few milliseconds off with each other. Wait, I'll, you clap and I'll clap. <laughs> All right. What? It was so bad. It was so bad. You can at least respect this guy to clap on beat. No. This is all he wanted. Maybe that's what he gets. One last troll. (laughs) His fucking funeral. You get off rhythm clapping. Oh my God. So thankfully we're saved from this horrible ceremony of get along little doggy and horrible clapping by a terrorist, a suicide bomber from uh, the 7th Cavalry. That's just how you want of any situation. You like you just trip get a suicide and fall on your, on while you're walking to work, just like oh suicide bomber God. pops up, and now attention is diverted from you. You know what? It seems like an extreme way to divert attention, but I like it. <laughs> and so he says some typical bullshit. Oh, Senator, you're a race traitor with your laws that you passed. I presume against the cops or to help the cops. I don't know. But he threatens everybody. Says he's gonna kill everyone and the senator's like, please don't. I'll do whatever you want. And if his heart stops, the bomb will go off. Right. He's holding just his, said he's holding his hair movie, trigger. I feel. Hair trigger thing. Of yeah. course everyone says that. I'm like, at this point, do you even have to say anything? If someone sees we you with a weird looking this. blinking thing and you're holding something in your hand, we're like, we get it, bro. It's a bomb. Just tell us what you want. Just skip to the end. <laughs> Thank you. <We laughs> of your time skip. here. And it's so great because <laughs> Keen is trying to say some bullshit. Trying to be a politician. I'm going to do whatever you want, sir. Just just don't hurt anybody. And he walks over. He walks over. And before we he can finish speaking, Lori does a tap in the head. Oh, Lori. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. Double tap. Double tap. Like uh, Halle Berry and John Wick. It is extraordinary when a, a person does a double tap, especially if it's a lady. And she did it. She didn't waste any time. But she did it really fast where she reached into her gun that was on her calf, I think. Reached down, reached up before you could see it. And That's what you call him. a sharpshooter. That's what you call somebody with skills. Yeah, That's why did. I made the Halle Berry it was comparison. Like that tiny gun and just shot him in the head twice. After we record, you should go on YouTube and just look up Halle Berry training for John Wick, and you will see that she authentically is shooting and firing center mass. That with was a double her? tap. It is her. Oh. She is there training at a center. I believe it's in Massachusetts. Your neck of the woods. Um, of like, you know, just old tactical shit. And so they show her progressing and her speed with the reloads. And then she's shooting, which is double tapping, which is the most effective buttery way to kill a person. Not that I would know. I'm just saying. Do you want to tell something, Candace? No, hypothetically. Candace in the video games. actually in the FBI. In the games. Oh my God. This is a plan. I'm if also I was, an agent. If I was, we'd be fired right the fuck right now. <laughs> <laughs> we would have our papers of dismissal. But yeah, so he gets shot and Lori's kind of a dick for that, truly. Because by killing the guy? <laughs> what? No, no, no. Because she didn't know that he wouldn't just explode. And there was a delayed timer and there was You're the right. whole thing. But That's she was like, I was wondering. Yeah, I she was, was a dick for that. I'm like, Lori, what if he blew up right after he let go of the thing? Yeah. That's why I thought it was relying on a medical device to mm-hmm. check his his cardio right yeah but like you said it was the clicker thing he had so a clicker that was in more technically advanced but again i don't know if these things exist in this world where the most technical Maybe people thing aren't is the as savvy right 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 yeah. hair trigger things because we don't think they've been to the moon right because usually so the idea is also that has oh, been invented. and there are beepers still and the projector is the old one. I mean, I don't mind beepers. It would be like a, a sideways iPhone. Like if you were just delivering spe- that localized information. That does one thing. I actually kind of like things that do one thing. 
Because then you're never confused about what that one thing is doing. You're just like, oh, do I have a But then you're messing? carrying a lot of things around that do one thing. And you just have one thing that does all Think things. about doctors, though. Certain people need the one thing where it's just straight to the point. Oh, I'm being paged? Fantastic. Let me get to the OR versus like, oh, I, well, I have yeah, a buzz on my phone. Doctor. Let me get distracted texting my wife back. Let me text back. Oh, yeah, feed the dog. And then by the third thing, you'd get to the text saying, bitch, get to the OR. Huh? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. For a doctor. For, for a doctor. <laughs> for a doctor. Like general for a doctor. People. After we end that sequence of this suicide well, bomber. Wait, if she's transferring messages, Lady True, from the Earth to Mars, I think she'd have to get to Mars to have a receiving satellite but i don't know how that works not necessarily because not dr sure. manhattan has a bunch of powers and so realistically if you get the signal into space given his so powers he should be able to have okay. the signal I didn't know she had well the way satellites work is that you send it up to something that's in space and then that can send something elsewhere so i think that's yeah. probably what they're doing is that the phone connects the satellite in space and that satellite is like well whether or not he's listening or gives a shit he can if he so chose something yeah, like so that i'm just wondering how she did it maybe we'll see next episode where she maybe actually we'll actually meet, yeah yeah like we'll meet her we'll talk to her we'll see what's happening she's obviously very smart and probably very knows rich. more maybe she's responsible for locking up adrian we don't know Ooh, anything that's okay, i mean look that at that fancy clock she built right she has smart and so. she, ha- she has her uh, assistants picking up her papers and morning. she seems more technologically advanced than adrian is that with his little mansion of buffalo and bio droids because again that aquanaut outfit he put that person in it's like you adrian I, i'm trying to figure out how you thought that the seal of just metal, <laughs> just, just metal would work. A knight's helmet on him. You were supposed to be It'll really work. smart, Adrian. What's happening? Okay, so after the man gets shot, we hear the the beeping is going. Everyone freaks out and has to run. And Angela is people don't the run immediately. Bitch. They don't. They, they don't. just stare. Guys, that's get true to life. up and move. I think that's true yeah. to life. A lot of people freeze before they run. And so Angela's like, fuck it out! And everyone's like, move. And then she is the hero. And she, no one helps her. No one helps her push that staring. big giant casket into the hole. And I'm not surprised her husband wasn't there because what does he do when there's danger? He disappears. He disappears. He takes the kids and he's like, Angela, are we safe? Let me know when we're safe. I'll come out when we're safe, babe. So I'm not surprised he that he wasn't helping. I didn't see him in any of the shots. He evaporates. He goes somewhere else. We already said that. He he's gone. When danger happens, he's like, oh, bitch, I'm out. I'm not, I'm not built for this. I'm not built for this type of stuff. I wonder if like his, uh, when they're filming his scenes, whenever Angela's doing something exciting his day is just over he, he disappears <laughs> he can just do whatever he's he like, wants i need to go be safe Angela, in the closet <laughs> over there oh my god and the scene ends and we it's basically just like laurie and angela looking at each other like bitch what the fuck but i feel like angela is like i don't i don't trust you like i I just feel like something's going on. I mean, you shot that guy and definitely there weren't supposed to be any guns in here. But I like the fact that you brought a gun anyway, but the fact that you brought a gun anyway also makes me suspect what's going on because we don't just die on you. But she's like, you also could have killed us by just shooting this motherfucker in the head. And I just feel like Angela or rather Lori's looking at her like, I know there's more to you than meets the eye. Woman, (laughs) the way that you you saved everyone. Tell me everything. Do you see the arm just uh, blow up into the air? (laughs) Yo! There is no checking any talk screen for Judd. Lori, no I'm so sorry. Anything. There's nothing left. Nothing exists to exhume. The hand. The I hand. guess. Yes. Don't you can't get a talk screen from a hand though. It's not how it works. Yeah, it's so. also blown up, so it's not very <laughs> it's, reliable you know, anymore. It, it the blood is coagulated. It's uh It's also burnt. It's burnt. Also any it's fingerprints black. or anything that's it's gone. probably gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's gone. Rip. Which is interesting that oh, the seventh cavalry hasn't claimed it, but here they are digging a hole. And just as a side mention I think it's interesting that Angela said they must have dug this pretty quickly when the theory I'm going to go with is that because Judd's death is planned, that that hole was worked on 
for a little bit while longer than Angela would assume because she's like, oh, they must have had a pretty powerful drill to get this that quickly. And it's like, oh, a lot of times cops and certain people, just just older people like preparing for death, they have pre-needs and things about how they want to die. So it's perfectly logical that someone's like, yo, if we're going to kill this dude, let's have this tunnel in place for when he dies. So just well, a side Will idea. ended up killing him. So I guess. Wait, who ended up killing him? Will. Will. Wheelchair. I know, but we don't know how Will did it. He just says no, he did. No, but also Lori says that she saw wheelchair tracks. Oh, she said she saw by the tree. That's what she's fucking with Angela. But I just mean like the scenario of what's happening here in the story. I wonder story. if she knows about Will. Because we'll get to our argument at the end where we talk about who we think was I don't put sky. it past Lori because she seems to know everything. Yeah, she so just I seems to have the file on everyone together. in Tulsa. I just think she has a Tulsa file that's like, everyone in Tulsa, <laughs> give me all the information for my secret satellite. I do think she knows about Will. And I think... Ooh, this would be interesting. Does she know about Will and his relation to Angela? Because when she was looking at Angela's picture in the lineup when she was back at the FBI headquarters or whatever, she she looked intrigued. Like she already had information on Angela outside of what they were telling her then, which could exist because Angela is attached to Will. And Will has been doing some fuck shit for 100 years. We don't know, but he's been around doing stuff, probably fucking around with people. So the likelihood that Lori is aware of Will's existence is maybe... Maybe not high, but certainly decent, right? I don't know. I agree. I think so. Just throwing theories out someone. there. Just don't I wonder out who there. her source is. Ooh, Lori? Yeah. You there said Night Owl. Someone else. Like, you're obsessed. That's what I'm thinking. You're obsessed. We will argue about this. I was arguing with you mostly because I don't want to be let down, but <laughs> I want to be right. So then I can just I make fun of you. I want you to be you right. If you make fun of my Patriots, I'm going to make fun of you. When I'm, I will make fun of your Patriots right. for the rest of the time we know each other. Whatever. But um, I want you to be right. So you can make fun of me if that's right. I'm just not clinging to it because if it's wrong, I'm going to be disappointed. So I'm just trying not yeah. to cling to that wild hope that it's Night Owl, but it would be cool. For sure, for sure, for sure. So I did have a theory that Judd's death was planned. And then, like you were saying, they built it for the funeral. Right. But with Will being the one that murdered Judd, unless the Calvary acted very quickly and just set that up, like you're saying, mm-hmm. I don't know how Judd kind of planned his own death. Or did he plan it where he'd just go out by himself and hopefully someone would pick him up and kill him? But for it to be entirely a seventh calvary planned death or scheme right i'm not holding on to no, that no no i don't anymore. i don't think the seventh calvary is sophisticated enough to pull off such a thing by themselves i think if they're involved which it seems like they probably are yeah, that they are adjunct like they're the they're the um the fall group for whoever the nefarious like illuminati type person is on the back that's like oh no one sees me coming like that's i like that theory also i'll go to the bricks might as well go to the bricks you know, like Lori's story, they throw no, the yeah. Bag, yeah, no, yeah, 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 no. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 the long game, and yeah. um, I definitely feel like theme. several people are playing the long game in this show. Different games, but it all. Well, I don't know if it'll work out. Quite frankly, <laughs> I really don't. Let's know. hope so. Let's hope it all works out, and comes together right. And then, are we to Adrian after this? Uh, mm. I think we are to Adrian. Did we talk about that? Which part of Adrian? The letter when he gets dressed. Because I, I know we talked about Adrian because we were jumping around, but I don't remember if we talked about what happened after he gets that little threat and then he ends up dressing up in his old suit. Oh, He's yeah, in pretty yeah. good shape. Yeah, Ozymandias. As good for him for fitting in the same suit he wore. I mean, wore. you saw he was meditating earlier. He keeps... Uh, I was like, look at his chest. Where the hair yeah, at, Jeremy Irons? He is do no you hair. wax Jeremy I or are you just naturally that. smooth? Candace I did. very... Detail oriented. Yeah. I am. I was like, look at this. Because he's an older dude. So I was just like, oh, okay. Oh. Either you are waxing or you are naturally smooth. Either way, that's good for you, Jeremy Irons. 
looking great at your age. And so he was he was doing something, but I, I don't even know what to say about Adrian at this point. Like, is he playing dress up by himself? What is he doing in this mansion? I'm wondering if he's going to kill the game master or something or threaten him. Didn't he kind of with that note? Like a light threat, like a Lori threat, passive aggressive yeah. type of oh, threat. Oh, I'm glad you like the tomatoes. <laughs> right. Okay, like fit. your ridiculous question. But, oh, yeah, it's great for the tomatoes. <laughs> right. So I don't know. It's it's super weird. But we do see him do that. And that's after he storms back in and we are on the same routine. Oh, happy birthday or whatever. He throws the cake. the cake. No one even has time to hand him a horseshoe. And he's like, I'm so sick of this. <laughs> They're shook. So I'm just like, around. for him to have that kind of tantrum, I feel like. This dude that is being hinted at, the game warden, must have some degree of power that he cannot control. Because that kind of a tantrum, when you're in control, I feel like that doesn't happen. Because now that he can't have the buffalo or whatever that was, he can't. <laughs> what did mean, he want it for? To eat? To no, no, wear? No, he, want, he had to skin it. Because remember, he was making the astronaut outfit right. and he was doing the layers. No, you're right. You're right. He wanted so to skin it. So he couldn't make disgusting. any more outfits. That's, That's why horrible. I'm thinking that the game master, game warden, I forget the name. That's why I don't think they're working with him and they're just containing him because why would the game master stop him from working on his experiments if they were trying to get something out of him? But he did say they had an agreement based on his captivity. So that suggests some kind of conversation that has that says you will agree to this. Like not just I'm doing this and it's happening, but we had this agreement. And so I'm just wondering what else, because if there's an agreement, there has to be something that he was getting out of it as well. Right? And just like quid pro quo, because that's usually how it works. But we just don't know anything about anything. Yeah, just to know what nothing the makes other any sense. getting out of it. Yeah, nothing makes any sense with what Adrian's doing, except that he's Looney Tunes. And building things that are failing every single time and killing a bunch of biodroids like a sociopath. You hate so, to see it. You really do. But he killed three but million people. But you love to see it because he's not a good person. He's not. And he killed three million people, dropped a squid, it's raining squids. So I'm actually not surprised that he's over here fucking around like a whole ass biodroid serial killer. That's what I'll call him. I don't know. He thinks he's a god, really, but that that fits yeah, with he's his aspiring. Ever, right? That's why he's aspiring with, um, deity, Doctor Manhattan. Right, no, closest to a god. He would hear Laurie's joke and be upset and jealous. He'd be like, "God, so the only god in this story is Doctor Manhattan? What about me? You talked about me a second. I, I was first. I'm just a smarty pants. Oh, great. I didn't use my gifts. Not so smart anymore, Adrian, because yeah. these inventions. I, I don't know. One important thing I heard is they talked about the intrinsic field. And if you think back to the graphic novel, that's how Dr. Manhattan became Dr. Manhattan because he was inside of the intrinsic field machine mm. and then it went off. Right, 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 right. And then right. it like caused destroyed him. him. Yeah. And then he kind of came <laughs> back together. Horror. So now that Russia has one, I am unsure if the piece will continue because now they can right. make a similar Dr. Manhattan type figure or maybe they can do something to... I don't know, destroy Dr. Manhattan and whatever they try to do. Oh, that's so that's a big yeah, thing that, is that a huge could thing. cause issues right. later on in the show. It is. Good mention. Well, so after we leave Adrian and his servant, the game Walden, we are back to Keen, who's giving a press conference in the evening covered in blood, which is very good for the votes. As um, <laughs> Agent Goober comments afterwards, he's got my vote. And Lori's like, can you even vote, child? And I'm like, girl, you... Fucking oh, like, him. Like, no, he's, he's 18. Like, if you, you like, are fucking the underage oh, wait, child. I'm like, he ha he should he's be an agent. 18. He yeah. can't be an agent without being an adult. But that's because she is, she is out of fuck. She don't care. And it's like, when you can insult someone like that and still get them in your bed, good for you, Lori. Can we call her like <laughs> Cougar Lori? She could be his mother. That's cool. I support this kind of thing because it's gone in the reverse on media and just in life so often that if a older bitch wants to have a younger <laughs> dude and then be like, you fool, and get the fuck out. No, I still support Lori. I support Anything that she does until she crosses 
Angela and then I'll have to right I'm supporting her unless she does something really bad to Angela and then then I I can't stand anymore it's the name of our podcast we can't just let her get away with it (laughs) if she fucks over Angela if we deal to change to uh, Lori Lori Knight but if they keep Angela true to what she's been doing I don't think I I don't think Lori got that smoke for Angela I think she's gonna figure out like okay everyone but you (laughs) okay my bad after that smirk I'm just like oh my god I mean she's a part of Will and Will is a badass we don't know exactly how much of a badass he is we know he's a badass so if they related I'm not trying to fuck with be Angela. Worried. No, I would be her. worried. <laughs> I was just laughing to myself because I had a, a written down the line of him asking for the autograph after the words. And like me, my own personal joke was like, Lori was like, no, but you can get this work because I don't think he got the autograph. <laughs> I, I don't think he got it. Later in the night, we see them in bed and we do not see an autograph. We just see him with his little whack mask on. And I'm like, girl, did you role play with this child? Oh, my God. I'm very. Agent Goober. I'm glad they didn't show us that scene. Agent Goober. I would have to leave the room. I don't want to see it either. I don't want to see what Agent Goober thinks is freaky deep. Yep. Let's fast forward, please. Fast forward. Lori passes what, like the police line and she takes his coffee that he's getting ready to drink. She's like, no, thank you. I'm going to bring this to Sister Knight while I have a conversation. Goes in a mausoleum and we see the hole and Sister Knight is down there with her magic goggles that she found just closet. Yeah. They never mentioned where that tunnel actually went. They said it goes outside the fence. But yeah, they I'm wondering close, how to where... no one saw them going in if you're building a hole. Like, so I'm many unanswered questions, which is why someone has to be involved, right? It has to be, there has to be people yeah. on the inside involved because to me, I'm, I like you said, whether they did it quickly, like Sister Knight was saying or Angela was saying with a drill, that's loud. Who doesn't hear it? Who's not disturbed? What? And if it took a while, again, no one sees, no one's around, not a single, it doesn't make any sense. So I feel like that's insider trading of bad information <laughs> not the wall street kind but <laughs> the kind that i mean gets that could be happening dead. too that Any, too anything in the show anything's possible i feel like angela sees her she's like bitch you again like can i just uh she just has a blank expression want? through the whole conversation just staring at her thinking you think you're threatening me but i'm not feeling anything She's like, I feel like you think you're doing a whole lot and you're not doing much at all, sweetie. You're you're (laughs) doing the most, but not doing enough at the same time. Right, right. Maybe for another bitch, she would be doing the most, but not Angela. (laughs) I'm sister I'm sister fucking night, bitch. (laughs) You know who I am. You know who I am. I stomp hillbillies out for fun. Remember we saw our episode two? Out of control. Yeah, she's like, oh, I'm not going to participate. She's like, guys, should we really? Guys, guys, is this necessary? Fast forward to. (laughs) Okay. Oh, my God. I mean, I, I don't even have anything to sum up what Lori says. She just basically interrogates with psychological warfare. That does not work. And it worked on everybody else. So I was like, okay, okay, I like this. Gets- this is my favorite scene in the whole show yeah. because I just felt like you have two thespians and two characters that are very strong. And they're at, they're like, they're knocking heads. And there's no clear winners at this time except actually belay that. It's Angela. If someone won this exchange... It's Angela, right? Like just a little bit. Just she edged ahead because she didn't have to say anything. Yeah, she signed through the whole thing. Except one word. Non-expressive. <laughs> Not even a word. Just a, <laughs> just a sound. A sound. Just a sound. She throws the coffee in the Fuck. hole and then she sashays out. Wow. Well, Angela, you are an icon for pouring out that coffee that Agent Goober is still upset. And singing. And it's funeral. a waste of money. He's like, oh my God, that it's latte was $5. Money. True that. Look how they find on private jets. Her Forget DM. it. I know. Yeah, there's a budget there. And so after Lori gets played and left, she has to go. But also, she, <laughs> she was threatening Sister Knight through the whole thing where she mentioned no, she husband was. No, she was. Children, I know who you are. And then she, she was. She absolutely was. Mass vigilantes. I know but, you're not fucking Judd because your husband's hot. And I was like, well, 
That's a good observation. I mean, yeah, but. <laughs> but also, why are you in her business? What is this? Who does this? And that's where I feel like she, like, that's the calculation that maybe if you're Lori and you've been doing this kind of work for years, you're like, this is how I roll. This is how it works. I intimidate people. I get what I want. I can read faces. And I feel like when she got with Angela, that just wasn't working. Like, she couldn't read her because you can't. You can't read what the fuck she's, like, she could be on some kamikaze, everyone's gonna die bullshit. You would never know if she was scared, was she intimidated. And so I just think that's that's incredibly powerful. That's why you need to watch her. Yeah. Yeah. And if anything, Lori left with those cliff notes. She was like, oh, I, oh, I guess this Angela person's gonna be yeah, a bigger... And NBC next episode, it turns up with them. Someone was holding a gun on Sister Night. And uh, I don't think that it's going to work out well for the person holding the gun. But that's just me. Hopefully not. I want Sister Night to live. I was about to scream really loudly, but the mic was super close. I'm like, what? Of course well, she's living. Of course she's living. Oh, you I did. kind of backed I did. up. I, you saw I backed up. It, it would have been worse, you guys, <laughs> nice. if I did it initially when I wanted to. So Lori goes back with Aja Goober to assuage her sadness and her L that she took from Angela. <laughs> her large L. In a real life dig instead of a blue one. Or maybe, hey, maybe it was for him. Some people are into pegging. Ooh. I don't know what's happening in this Watchmen universe. All I know is that she opened the briefcase. Dude had she on some... closed it. Dude, he had on a mask and he was knocked out. Like, he'd been worn out. So I'm just saying there are all kinds of options here for what happened with that thing. And be. in the true spirit of Dr. Manhattan, nothing's off limits. <laughs> nothing's off the table. <laughs> this is the big mystery. She chose Agent Goober because he's young and impressionable. Hey, listen, I want to try this I thought thing. she just like walked to the door and she like <laughs> put her arm on the door frame oh, yeah. and just stared hey, at me. Hey, like, oh, girl. He's like, what's that blue work? glowing thing? Oh, nothing. You know, my my friend at the Argentina desk said you had a kink with Dr. Manhattan, but I had no idea. <laughs> it was this intense, Lori, but also I'm into it as well, so. Yeah, who's this friend? Another mystery. <laughs> Who do you know His friend Argentina? at the Argentina desk. Is he actually in Argentina? Right? Or are you on some bullshit, Agent Are Cooper? you also the Argentinian source? Do you think Agent Goober is who he says he is or he's a mole? I don't know, just a random. That came out of nowhere. Wow. Hey, hey, clown makeup's still over there, so <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he's so, you gotta give me a yes or no. Unimportant? I don't think he's gonna be a big okay. character. All right. Let's hope Unless that. he's another plant. We've conspiracies on everyone. Important to Lori's boudoir, but that's it. Yes, but not to the, not to the show. structure of the story. True that, true that. <laughs> and then after we see this bullshit and her. Uh, those magnetic balls and Silk Spectre takes on Stop! Dr. Manhattan. No, it's they did it. Sorry, guys. I wouldn't I'm be talking about again. this if they wouldn't do it. But <laughs> so back we're it? back to the, the booth, the Magic Mars booth. And she's right. finishing her fucking story about Dr. Manhattan. And then also says that, OK, I'm the little girl with the brick. God doesn't see it coming. God gets his brain smashed out with the brick. And I'm like, God got brains. OK, well. We're not going to go to my ideas about deities, but that's what happens. And she's like, snare drum curtains. Good joke. It's done. And then kind of laments the fact that she doesn't know why she keeps coming to the booths because, you know, it doesn't make sense. You don't have a sense of humor, which is true. Yes. Dr. Manhattan cannot take a joke. Maybe that's why Lori tells them all the time, because she's like, oh, I, I yeah, knew this one guy one time who never could him, take a joke. Yeah. Right. And uh, she's like, you'll never hear this, but it's nice to pretend. I love how they can call Mars, but they can't use cell phones to call people okay you know what forget it let's not ask Seems about like these rational reasons they just, just skipped over. it they're like jump over yeah, that step i don't need to call my friends across the country i'm just gonna call people on now ones. and then the, the episode ends with angela's car dropping out the sky like a brick oh now we can argue over this let's argue i'm excited what are we arguing let's over argue. <laughs> Candace versus Nicole. that's as deep as my voice goes so that's what we need that's what that getting. was adorable that wasn't very deep mm, i know i can't really do <laughs> can you do like a deep voice i can 
Wait, hold on. Okay. Candace versus Nicole. That's not that deep either. What the fuck? You Listeners, to- write in. Who was deeper? You need to edit this. Like, <laughs> bring my voice down a couple octaves. Auto-tune myself down. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what are we arguing over about? We're arguing who was in the sky. Right. My case. You say Night Owl. I'm stating my case now. Motherfucker. I think it was Night Owl because I think the Night Owl picked up Angela's car when Will was in it and they're working together somehow. It also seems like... You have been on this theory. Yes, I am sticking to it. I hope it's right. It's embarrassing. And what was I going to say? But it seems like also that Night Owl is maybe banned or exiled. Mm, so mm-hmm. We also don't know what happened between those 40 or so years between when the novel ended to today. Right. And like you talked about, they make the reference to the owl where Keen comes to the apartment and he says, oh, if I'm present we can free owls and it could be that that owl as a animal breed was banned <sighs> but i do think it's kind of reference no, it makes to night sense. owl it makes sense where something happened and he's he can't be near her he can't even be in the country i don't know what and he's working with will and then he's just showing her that he's around Interesting. maybe he's intercepting the okay messages. so i don't know what's happening i like half of your theories there you know saying the message but the only thing that doesn't line up is him saying i'm around because it just seems too coincidental that she's been going to the phone booth this many years that we can read into it with her premium subscription of no answers. <laughs> and she just happens to be in Tulsa investigating something. And she's really into Angela Akbar and what's going on over there with her. And Angela's car drops out of the sky. It's like another reason that Angela won't like when she just sort of left and didn't answer no questions because she was like, I don't got no answers. <laughs> there aren't answers to this that don't incriminate me. So I'm just not going to speak that this is one of those things that she's going to be like, what? We don't know if Angela reported her car missing or stolen or whatever. Insurance is a thing. Hopefully she tried to deal some with that. And now the car's back. That's and now she's a fed, saw it jump from the sky. So I'm just saying, like, I feel like that if it is Night Owl, like you're suggesting, there is some overall goal that Lori plays a part in. And that's why they dropped the car. Because it doesn't make sense that why, why now? I think they just can't communicate. Maybe he went off the um So are you saying that they like, communicate Ozymandias. in some other way that we just haven't seen yet, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. We haven't seen him yet in the flesh. So he could be dead. It right, we don't know. We don't they know. They alluded to he got banned somehow. So right. we don't know what he did. We don't did. know what he did. I mean, they makes... can't communicate because she's heavily watched as a government worker. No, it is. And it's, it's, I like the idea of being Night Owl. I do. I just don't know how he all will connect to Will. And this this idea of like, because I do feel like whoever else is working with Will is one of her relatives. It has to be, right? Like, it just has to be. Why tell us there are two descendants if there's not going to be a follow-up, hopefully, on mm-hmm. that? And so I just don't know how it all tracks in. But then again, we also don't know why the biodroids are so weird. We did figure out, you guys from IMDb, their names are Mime and Marionette. He does not refer to them by first names, just by last names. Crookshanks and was it Phillips? But we don't know. We don't know what it means. We don't know what a lot of shit means. And so who fucking knows? That's what's hard for me to predict the thing because I I just don't. It doesn't seem like Lori gets any answers, but she also had a knowing look. And so that's why I like your Night Owl theory is that she looked up like she like, oh, I know who that is. You know what I mean? It was one of those type of ways that it was shot. So why then is Night Owl trying to help her figure out what Angela is about? Like, it's just all weird. But I guess if we got the whole story right away, like Will said, our minds would explode. So we don't get to know yeah. until the season finale. I'm just asking questions, honestly, until 
maybe, I don't know, episode five or six where it starts picking up to the finale. Right. Well, it's good. I feel like we should go to our favorite line, which, I mean, I sang our favorite line like you told me, but I I feel like I already know it's, ooh. Yes. <laughs> I, it's really not even a line, you guys. It's a sound. And we're going to go there. she makes also brings it all together. So good. Here's the thing about me, sister and I. She got to say it like that. I eat good guys for breakfast. Bitch, so does Angela. Look at her face. I just. <laughs> go! Go! Uh, and then look at Lori's face she, just drop. Yo, she, Lori is shook. Like, like, I can't threaten this Lori lady. Lori is shook. She was like, girl, that's my best scary speech I've given. Can you please give me years. something? Can you give me a little something? She's like, a bitch, wince, or? take this coffee on your shoes. How? And uh, I'm going to leave unacknowledging you balances at the mausoleum that is so hard you guys that is such a badass move that i'm gonna is... leave a room like that someday just <gasps> just Ooh! like that like, i want to be talking to a bitch as scary and as badass as Lori. proved that she was <laughs> from the first scene we saw her in to be angela still on that shit like girl whatever excuse me i'm going to starbucks tomorrow <laughs> just getting a coffee first person i see at the door oh <laughs> I'm just going to walk away. They're like, did you just pay for that coffee to Are spill it? Are you okay? Do I know you? Like, I'm an Angela Stan. Do you know who that is? <laughs> Don't Sister you? Knight from Sister Watchmen. Knight High? Get into it. Come on now. Oh, fuck. All right. Well, another great episode from HBO. Always and uh, I love how our lines are always so short. But thank you, Angela. They've been from her every time. Ours wasn't even a line today. Just the sound. It wasn't just a sound. Technically, it wasn't a line because I'm sure someone wrote out, ooh. But still, it was brilliant. Someone can give the Regina King really her next it together. Emmy for that sound. I would I really be okay hope she gets uh, nominated this year. She bet. Look, I, you know what? We can start that rant when we get close to the end of the season about what she should be getting and nominations and accolades. I'll but start a campaign. We'll start, we'll start we started. We're starting a hashtag Maybe Sister start Night your for an Emmy. She'll have to come on the show. <laughs> right? Please. Please, Regina. Um, hey, if you're ever in Brooklyn. But yeah, you guys, that's it. That's it for us. Yeah. We got to the end of the motherfucking episode. There's still a lot of questions, some answers, but always more questions and answers when we end this fucking show. It's always the worst waiting a week until next Sunday. I know. For questions to be answered. Because there's so many questions every week. So many fucking questions. And they also be wrapped up by episode eight. <sighs> Which is intense. But I'm hoping it'll be good, like how the Brits usually do their seasons, where they're short. But they're tight and you get what you want. So that's what, I mean, it feels very full. Um, as we've said before, the frames, everything is so deliberate. So I'm looking forward to it. And um, as always, or is it as always? As always. You guys can hit us up at our email, sisternightpod at gmail.com. Or our Twitter. We've been live tweeting today. We did a few we tweets. We did a few tweets. It was a little messy because. I feel like you're getting ahead of yourself. Tweet, <laughs> we, we were tweeting at the same time. We tweeted the same thing. On the same wavelength. Later. Right. We were on the same page. I was page. two feet away from her. And That's then I looked and said, um, we said the same thing. Should we erase one? We should use our names. And now so you see are, the following tweet. Yes. There's a name. So we you know, got guys, ourselves together. We're getting ourselves together we're slowly. To we're learning. We're doing. We our saw best. some likes from you guys. So we're very excited. Yeah. Communicate with us. Send us your theories. Yeah, we love Let to us talk know about how ridiculous we sound and say your theory is ridiculous, <laughs> Candice. Your theory is yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, tell us Nicole. we're wrong. We love that. And like we said, we are not strangers to clown makeup and we don't mind it at all. We just like to theorize as wildly as possible about this show. And something will stick, right? Something has to. Things have already stuck. About. Yeah. Actually, yes. Look at Judd. So, okay, guys. If you're going to put money down on anyone on a podcast, put it down on us, right? Why not? So, thanks for joining us. Thanks for, for tuning in. Episode. See you next Sunday. See you next week. Bye. Bye.